This is Maeve Doyle, and you're listening to A Private View, a podcast about the art world, the art market, artists, auction house experts, critics, curators, collectors, and other individuals who blur the art world as we know it. An art world that's been changing with the effects of COVID, a global pandemic, and uh, all the other restrictions that have happened to an ever-adapting creative business market that is the art world now. I am thrilled to say that I'm here with Joseph Klebanski, who has managed to stage a show during the pandemic in a members club in Berkeley Square. It's a very famous members club at, I think it's 44 Berkeley Square. It was first the home of the Claremont Club, a gambling club, uh, with a great legacy of uh, post-war activity. Uh, People like the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall, Frank Sinatra, Aristotle Onassis, Richard Nixon, are known to go through... uh, Annabelle's and the Claremont Club. It's it's always been a hub of activity. In terms of entertainers, it boasts Tina Turner, Ray Charles, Ella Fitzgerald, Brian Ferry. It's it's the place to be and always really has been. A couple of years ago, they had a revamp. Uh, It's a grade one listed building, so you can imagine how complicated revamping a Georgian townhouse is. But what happened was beyond anyone's expectation. We have a fantasy of maximalist aesthetic under the Richard Caring curation. And you're transported as you walk into it, into a glamorous other world with unicorns suspended from a central void, sort of thinking that you're in a mythical, legendary Pegasus place. Uh, there's There's clashing and sort of upholstered jungle prints. Uh, it's, it's everything you could ever imagine in your wildest luxury fantasy. And then here's where the magic starts. Joseph Klebanski arrives from Amsterdam with his team of people who are also his family, adding to the myth-making and the legend, and they install his collection of incredible sculptures in what looks like their natural habitat. Uh, Joseph Klebanski is a contemporary artist. His work is highly sought after by collectors all over the world. He's known for using mixed media, uh, utopian, dystopian cityscapes, and also thought-provoking references to pop art, bronze casting, the animal kingdom, and... Uh, notions of success and the burden of wealth. Joseph Klebanski, welcome to A Private View. <laughs> wow, my head is spinning for uh, for this uh, introduction. I think it's one of the best introductions in the history of radio and podcasting. <laughs> it's insane. Thank you for having me back. I think this is our part two. The first part was so exciting. And uh, yeah, now we're in a different location. So this feels like a cool... Uh, yeah, a little booth, and it's special. I'm happy to be back. It's a joy to have you, and remarkable that your perseverance and the the stamina of your family is ready to go under any circumstances. This couldn't have been an easy feat to make happen. Firstly, installing the work, importing the work, uh, getting it to London with all of the restrictions. It, I Correct. don't think you're a man who's afraid of a challenge. Correct. It, it, it was a challenge, and especially, you know, with, with, with the 
COVID pandemic uh, being a, obviously a worldwide thing, um, we had to get exemptions uh, and we got exemptions. Otherwise, you have to quarantine for 14 days every time you're here, especially with the team just coming in for two, three nights for the install. So we have to take uh, professional precautions for everyone and we managed to get that done and uh, as you mentioned we do it with the family Susanna she's also here my uh, my sister-in-law my brother my parents and then our dedicated team so we have quite a large team at this moment about 25 people in total counting also with the family uh, and we had about 10 in total here in London to to do the install uh, with with also the, the the local art installers working for Maddox Gallery and the Maddox team, so wow, it was a it was a big big happening, and we made it happen overnight. Overnight, I saw it that for the first cool. time yesterday, and I live in the area. I walk yeah. by Annabelle's all the time, and what I couldn't believe is how elegantly your work. Yeah, it looked yeah. like the whole environment was curated to house yeah. the turtles the gorilla the how many pieces yeah. are there are there in 10, total 12? In, in total now we have seven large pieces and we're still working on getting a couple of smaller ones because we want to do uh, a nice uh, private dinner with some special members of annabelle's and and top collectors of maddox so we want to get some smaller pieces in as well so we're working on that but um what's special for me is that uh, we did a big uh, art exhibition in China, in Guangzhou, China. Um, and there the spaces are usually like white and like sterile, like gallery environment. So there, um, yes. So there, I was just thinking what you were thinking, white walls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, but there I tried to create a space and create like a jungle, like white jungle environment. But here the spaces are already like this all-encompassing uh, feeling, you know? So and then we, we put the pieces there and um, it's actually a space you can't create during an art exhibition. That makes it so special. What's funny to me is I know you were born in 1984 in South Africa and I feel, although you've lived in Holland for most of your life, yeah, yeah. that there's a subconscious urge that comes through with jungle creatures and jungle themes yeah. and that... That I really felt when I walked into Annabelle's. It shouldn't have... I mean, the fact that it works so beautifully and so otherworldly, like, like a film set, was yeah. amazing. Also, seeing your work in an alternative setting where it was That's part exciting. of someone's life yeah. was exciting. Yeah. It felt like cinema. Yeah, no, it is. It's like you create these, these, these lush, like, setting backdrop like that you couldn't even imagine for an art exhibition and that's why uh yeah that's why i think we're doing something new and bringing excitement to to london especially to the members obviously it's not open to the entire public uh i have many fans in london they they were actually uh, in front of the door at annabelle's at, at one o'clock at night uh, hoping to catch a glimpse of the art and of me and uh, so we walked out and and we took some pictures and they said can we can we go in and have a look and i said unfortunately not so it's it's for the members but still um, we made an amazing, or the team of Annabelle's made an amazing video and, and professional picture. So we're going to put that on, on all the social medias uh, for everybody to enjoy. It's great, in fact, that uh, now 
50 years after Leo Castelli and Peggy Guggenheim, where yeah. art really was just for the elite and, yeah. and a wealthy class of people, that it is democratized and can be shared with everyone. And that, they can that's in- my passion. That That's what we try to do. So even if it's a members club, uh, we, we try to get it out in the form of pictures and videos because I don't know if everyone knows, but uh, pictures and videos are not allowed in, in Annabelle's. So it's special that we managed to get that and uh, we can share it with the world. So I'm excited about that. So I would love to play a question and answer game with you. Uh, I've set that up. I know (laughs) that you're interested in the technique of art, the business of art, history, science. You've studied business. A true Renaissance man is how I would describe you. Uh, You discovered art at a young age and have been working on it, but not at the cost of the rest of the world. You sort of know a lot about a lot of things and enjoy a lot of things. I have a very broad interest. So if creativity is basically a freer mind and you can solve solutions in a different way, how does Mm. that apply to the way you live your life? I mean, I think uh, creativity is used uh, for everything. And, and, uh, you know, when people say like, hey, you're so creative, I see the paintings and the sculptures you make. But for me, it, it applies to problem solving in daily life. Uh, the business aspect of things, you know, sometimes you hit a roadblock, especially like with COVID. So, uh, so a lot of uh, things are canceled. Art fairs, a freeze, for instance, it was an important one was canceled, and and we, because of that, we said, how can we make it happen? It it feels even more important to to stage an arts exhibition now because everything is canceled. So, yeah, we're proud of the fact that we pushed through and found ways in the country and it got exemptions. So yeah, creativity, you can use it for everything. So my assumption about you is that if you see a challenge rather than avoid it or go around it, you oh, go straight yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we internally, we see, we joke around and see ourselves as like ice break, like an ice breaking ship. It's like they go where no other boats can go and, and our hull is thick. And even if the ice gets five meters thick and it slows down our pace, we always move forward. If it's a slow pace or a fast pace, but we, we, we will never stop. What I've noticed is people want to know the hidden meaning in your work. So if we go yeah. through some of the pieces, let's say the pieces that you, you picked for Annabelle's, mm-hmm. and we talk about hidden meanings, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone wants yeah, to know. They're, That's they're, what our audience wants so to many hear. So we've got the turtles, yeah. the the copulating turtles, yeah. shells on, awkward position, very, uh, very purposeful choice yeah. of people who carry their own houses around having <laughs> having sex. There's something going on there with intimacy and blockage. Yeah, you know, you know, it's all the pieces are 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 my. Uh, reflection and view on society and how people interact with each other and uh, the turtles uh, the, the sculpture is called baby we made it and uh, as we all know turtles are like slow creatures and it's it's a synonym for a slow but steady pace it's like the tortoise and the hare story it's it, it's about persistence and baby we made it is about uh, having a certain goal and uh, it can take a very long time to get there uh, but it's about persistence, and you see these uh, these turtles uh, in, a, in, a, in an awkward position, and I like that because, like some people, um, get some what's the right word in English? Uh, the blushy cheeks, you know, when they see it, and maybe they want to walk away from from this uh, scene. 
Um, but for me, I like this like uh, suspended uh, awkwardness that people just uh, stumble upon. Let's say and, there's and truth in the awkwardness. Yeah, it's like because because also if you talk about sex, it's like something uh, nearly everyone uh, has. And uh, but then when we see it in public in this way, then we try to turn our head from it. And it's you can pose the question like why actually? But but in the sculpture, baby, we made it. It's a uh, it's a moment of celebration. Um, because these two turtles have, have found each other and are, are mating, but it's also um, like a success moment. Like after all this persistence, boom, you you end up at this moment of celebration. So it's a it's a piece filled with humor, uh, and it's a, it's a very cool piece. It's large, it's bronze, it's polished, it's heavy, and it's in a great location in Annabelle's. It's downstairs in the club, uh, so it's where people have drinks and uh, maybe are a bit more light in the head after some drinks and uh i think when they see it they're like wow this is this is a crazy piece but the mythology of the meaning behind it yeah. is a life-affirming one and i think yeah. that's very important as well yeah. it's part of what draws people to you there's something very life-affirming about the human species i'm going to go to pinocchio now yeah because obviously right now in the art world identity issues gender identity issues mm -hmm. how to be a man difference between the rich and the poor all of these things are right at the surface yeah, whose work gets to and it's interesting and again you're not running away from the debate so who's Pinocchio no, like who's Pinocchio to you and, and, yeah. and why is he the character that it's 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 actually a character I've been using uh, for years already. I mean, it's it's an old traditional Italian uh, folks. Uh, how do you say the story? Yeah. And um, it's actually it, for me, it's like the the basis of humanity. Like you start out as a wooden puppet. Yeah, it's not real. It's it's wood. But this character really wants to be a real human being. And he can only he or she can only become a real human being of like flesh and blood if they're if they're truthful and righteous. And then one day, you know, Pinocchio becomes a real boy. So it's about the way you you go through life. Uh, you, you you want to and like this this piece we have is called Reflections of Truth, number two in the series. It's 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 like the burden of wealth. It's carrying a big large diamond uh, on his neck. So. The first one is actually the craving for success and wealth. It's on his knees, mesmerized by this diamond ring. And the second one we're displaying at Annabelle's is uh, the diamond has grown. And it's like, how how do we go uh, through life focused on certain achievements? And that's that's different for for every person, obviously, what, what they want to achieve and what's their definition of success. But you have... You have got to be honest in that journey if you want to become a real boy or a real, real girl, you know. And I, I think that's that's the message. It's like you can achieve great things, but you don't have to, you know, bulldoze everyone over to 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 get there. You can be a great, rightful per uh, person and then become a, a real boy or a real girl at the end of the journey. My personal favorite is the gorilla in the party hat. Yeah, big bang. It's called Big, Big Bang. Bang. Can we? Yeah. Can you give us the hidden meanings and the impetus behind Big Bang and the gorilla? Who is he? Yeah, so it's actually a, a character that also reminds me of my own father. It, it's it's a character that. Um, you see a big gorilla head with a with a party whistle and a party hat, but he has his eyebrow up and he, he looks quite uh, cynical and maybe judging in a way. So it's a very strong character and even if you look at it from different angles it's a bit of the Mona Lisa effect that he keeps like staring at you in this powerful way 
Um, and for me, you it's know, intimidating. Yeah, it's intimidating. And but then it's intimidating, but it the effects get watered down a bit when you see the party hat and a whistle because it's like a funny, funny setting or atmosphere around it. And it 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 actually talks about um, you know people that just like go with the party and then you know when the music stops they're like yeah you know i told you so it's always like a bit cynical and the eyebrows up and they're looking a certain way at uh, stuff that's happening around them and you know many people just go with the party and go with the flow but then when the music stops or the market crashes or something happens they're like yeah you know i told you i told you um but they still they keep the party going so for me it's maybe also it was things I see in my dad he's always sending me articles about COVID or about this or about Trump or stuff that's happening in the world and, and I'm like you know let's just keep going and then when, when, when it goes wrong I said you know I sent you this article like a year ago that uh, stuff was going to happen or go wrong I'm like yeah but that's that's for me that's, that's normal like it's a tendency of the market and, and of the world and ups and downs but we have to stay positive and we have to keep the train going and obviously not be blind to uh, the reality of, you know, serious things going on. But if you are inherently um, positive, then um, you can you can deal with the ups and downs. I would say. Ducati motorcycles. Yeah, I've got a great collab with Ducati, and they said like Joseph, we want to we want to do something cool. I mean, it's a brand that that's one of the most beautiful brands in the world and the motorcycle brand and and I love I love speed and I love the aesthetics you know for me it's like it's like sculptures of technology and and of and of movement um, and I've got a great great collab with them and I'm I'm building a special limited edition uh, Ducati motorcycle it's called a V4S Panigale S so it's a sport model and, uh, what yeah. a fantasy! It's a fantasy, yeah. It's actually it is a fantasy because when I was a young boy, I was looking at cars like all you know young boys and motorcycles. Like wow, man! One day, one day, you know. And now, now I'm doing a special version, and uh, it really excites me. It's like a a side project for me next to all the serious art exhibitions we're doing. But it's uh, yeah, yeah. I I I need this also. I would say that an artist lives aesthetically yeah and you're taking correct. the art and the creativity out of the gallery off the walls yeah. and into a way of living into a way of being in the world which is so important so and a survival a technique through it's a good way of, of saying it yeah i live through aesthetics so i want to be surrounded by it in with with everything yeah and make things work now yeah you're very close to an auction house at 30 Bar barclay square and yeah you you were born in 1984, so I'm older than you, and I remember a time when the world didn't have social media and gallerists weren't on the internet and yeah. pictures were the exclusive right to maybe 500 collectors mm. in the world. And things went to auction when there was divorce, debt, disaster. Yeah, yeah. those were the pillars for something coming up an auction those were the yeah, times have changed times have changed so yeah question and answer what do you think when i say auction results yeah. auction houses you know uh i would say that uh it's it's become very important because um, because of the internet uh, markets have become more and more transparent you see this with uh, with houses you see it with cars with watches with with uh, wines it's uh 
there's a big uh, market for uh, yeah collectibles as as we can say but um, for art it's important because it's a reflection well it can be a reflection of the artist market but not always like in in my case i would say so many collectors are buying like larger sculptures but we haven't had them on auctions yet uh, because um, they're very scarce we you know i just make a couple in my studio and they they're always being uh, picked up before they often hit the gallery um, and people want to keep them they, they don't want to sell it like we have had many moments that uh, we've approached certain collectors that, that bought a sculpture three four years ago and there's someone that really wants to have the piece like like the bear hug sculpture that's now at Annabelle's those pieces are sold but and then we approach the collector and say you want to sell it they say no never you know I, I'm enjoying it I see the rise of your career and so um so hopefully in the future there will be a, a better reflection on auction of how uh, good my market actually is. <laughs> I think but your uh, relationships are a sign of how good your market really yeah, is. This, yeah. this traditional, you're, you seem to be someone, in my opinion, who uh, marries the past and the history of art and art collecting and art dealing with the future. And yeah. the relationships of growing a collector with your career Correct. and they have pieces incrementally as you engaged. evolve we, we, is we, we ideal. We keep them engaged by, you know, there's always news, there's always excitement. Now there's this beautiful collaboration with Maddox and Annabelle's and then there's going to be the next exciting thing. So Ah, don't stop there. Oh. What's the next exciting thing? You know, it, it's it's very fluid, the situation. And this is this is all because of uh, of COVID, obviously. You know that that's why, but uh, we, nobody knows, do they? No, we don't know. We know, we don't know. Like Annabelle's, like two months ago, we didn't even know about this great exhibition, and uh, and and there's always something happening. I mean, it's not going to be art fairs anytime soon, but um, we we have a great thing with a with a private bank in uh, in the Netherlands, one of the, the the top private banks. They're doing something special that I made a massive uh, painting. It's uh, like seven and a half meters by five and a half meters. I saw this. Yeah. On your Instagram. Yeah. Just quickly tell people where your Instagram is in case they yeah. don't know. Because it's at, at Joseph Libanski. And um, it's like moving cinema and documentary. Yeah. I very apl I applaud you on your Instagram. It's wonderful. Yeah. You clearly me, put a lot of time into it. It's a, it's a it's a digital exhibition for me. I really see it as a museum, but not only of like the finished works, but I I try to take people into the studio, show them bronze casting, show them mold making, finishing installation. You know, there's there's, I mean, as an artist, there's so much natural content. Like some companies they think about like oh you know we have to create content from for us it's it's endless everything is exciting and i just keep people you know up to date by 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 showing them what, what we do via story so i encourage everyone to follow me and follow our journey as a, as a family and uh, what we do with our our, par our gallery partners it's a bit of a trick question and for fun it's going to send you reeling if art something that initially happens mm -hmm in an artist's head mm -hmm. what's going on with you well i have a great way of expressing this because the paintings i make uh, are we i call them thought paintings and i actually try to make like screenshot of screenshots of my thoughts and project them on canvas uh, so it can be thoughts of a day it can be thoughts of a period over a, a week 
Um, like Andy Warhol's diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, documentations. Yeah, it's it's a form of documentation, and and for me, it's uh, it's wild. Like if you if you have a breakup in your love situation, then you you have different thoughts than when you're maybe traveling or when you're reading history books or uh, thinking about society like ups and downs and I, I I expressed it through like gladiators fighting over a over a woman or um, you know uh, like it can be sex it, it, so much so much you know uh, religion hope um, science I use a lot because I think uh, human human interaction is based on chemistry like do I like this person you know this friendship can have pheromones. energy yeah pheromones so for me there's a lot of science in the pieces um yeah I, I get it i see the astronauts the hearts the skulls armadillos crucifix teddy bears they're also just off the mainstream of what the normal animal kingdom or symbols would be and i yeah. really uh, enjoy the way you've picked through to find a unique lexicon of signifiers that are Klebanski. I'd love to ask you what all of them mean, but in the meantime, oh. <laughs> I want a part a three to happen. So yeah. if you have a friend yeah. who has a membership at Annabelle's, the yeah. show opens today to the public at yes, Annabelle's. Yes, yes, yes. The Joseph Klebanski installation, immersive experience, opens today. Get your friend to take you to Annabelle's in Barclay yes, Square. It runs sure. until the 29th, so you have about two weeks to see it. Yeah. Certainly uh, connect with Joseph Klebanski and his digital museum oh, yes. exhibitions on Instagram. And uh, just immerse yourself in the world of of his creativity and, and in this exciting setting that that will not happen again soon so that's why it's cool to go <laughs> i that's see you smiling because what we're talking about <laughs> is moments in life and learning yeah. to appreciate life yeah. and we're in a particularly hard moment and you've yeah. created a, a sort of symbol of joy and hopefulness yes and it's yes it's icons up of optimism <laughs> and the life force yeah anything before we sign off and I let you no, get on I, with I, opening I, day. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a lot of uh, press today and pictures and all the mailings are going out. So I'm excited to see the reactions. And uh, I really want to thank you for having me back. And we definitely do a part three because there's there's always stuff happening in our world. So, uh, so thank you very much for your time. I'm, I'm thrilled with the myth making and the way that you create a cultural common future for London and Amsterdam. And hopefully it has a global reach. So. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for listening to A Private View with me, Maeve Doyle. If you like the show, please subscribe. We'll be back next week. Uh, Thank you, Soho Radio.